Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane Chaninelli back with you again. We finally get Shane back. So not only is he feeling a little bit better, he actually has a voice right now. Um, also, he gets to teach us something, which we kind of missed uh, last week. You just had two knuckleheads talking to you about the quarterback class. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. But we do have Shane back with us uh, to give us a little more structure on this show and make sure that Nellie and I don't go too far outside our bounds here. Um, today, we're going to talk 2023 rookie drafts. Now, I know you might think, well, some of these players might go back to school. The only way that we can fully talk about the 23 class right now is the assumption that everyone enters the draft, right? You can't pick and choose because anyone I could say, oh, there's a chance they could go back to school. Like, you know, after the first round, there's definitely a chance one of those guys goes back to school, right? Um, But we're not going to have that argument. We're just going to say anyone that is eligible for the 23 class um, is, is getting thrown in this draft, and that's what we're doing here. But I'm going to cheat. I'm going to take the first pick. Sorry. <laughs> N- Nelly just put in the chat, like, I want the 101. And the Kane's like, I'm going to cheat. I'm gonna take it. I never get the 101. All right, fine. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. All right, fine. Then I win the draft with the first pick here. Bijan Robinson, 101. Best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. Not particularly close. Um there's not much to say. I mean, everyone knows Bijan Robinson's an incredible running back. Um, he's not a quarterback. He doesn't need to be. He's the one-on-one. I mean, it's fair. He, he just ran for 200-plus yards against Kansas and just dominated. It's, he's going to be the dynasty RB1 you know, right after he's drafted. So I, I think he's the safest – pick at this point yeah all right Kane, 102 you, you want me to have um you can take it you can take it okay i'll just take my favorite quarterback out of the two and um, that's going to be coleridge bernard stroud the fourth from the ohio state university um uh, i think he is a better prospect than Bryce Young right now. I think we've seen a little more development from his arm and just his ability to throw all over the field from sideline to sideline. Um, I think his throws are a little bit better between sideline to hash, especially on the on the wide side of the field than Bryce Young. Um, I think that Bryce Young is probably a little more mobile, like inside and outside the pocket, than C.J. Stroud is. Um, but I think C.J. Stroud does have some ability to run the football 
you pair that with just an exceptional arm talent. I'm going to take CJ Stroud here at the 102. Yeah, then I think it makes it easy for me at the 103. I mean, I'll take Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. It, it, it's oh, honestly, I think between him and Stroud, it's it's close. Um, I'm with Kane. I would I would have taken Stroud at the 102, just maybe for the size. Um, but Young does have the rushing ability. Does he's he's made some big time throws this year, even with Alabama having a, a down year, quote unquote. Um, you know, you know, but I think Bryce Young's still gonna be a top five pick. And a top five quarterback pick, and we always do super flex. We always do tight end premium. That's the case. Then that that's still the kind of player that you you're gonna take in the top three. I think you can shuffle these three picks how you would prefer them. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty clear top three. Um, I'm gonna go chalk here at the 104. It's it's newer to my ranks, but I think at this point it it must be done value wise. Jameer Gibbs running back Alabama. Um, incredible pass catcher out of the backfield. By far his strongest asset and also the most important asset for running backs in fantasy football in terms of earning high-value touches. Um, he's going to come in, get first or second-round draft capital, and do that right away for an NFL team. Um, I think here at the uh, 105, I'm going to take the best wide receiver in the draft. And so for me, that's JSN, um, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba. And the reason why I'm doing that is I think realistically, um, his skill set is set up for the for fantasy football very, very well, right? Like, look at when he's actually healthy. He's incredibly difficult to guard, both in man coverage, um, and then he can find the soft spots in zone coverage when he has to. He's incredibly elusive. He's great in the open field. He's fast. I think all of that paired together um, basically gives him that first round draft capital is what I see in my mind. And Shane might tell me uh, he might not be the first quarterback off the board. That's fine. Um, but I want to take the take the best one, right? The one that uh, is able to get three catches for 100 yards. And he did most of that work himself by making people miss, right? I would rather take that on my fantasy football team than the guy that's going to need eight to 10 targets a game that needs to have that to get those really nice fantasy football weeks. So I'm going to take JSN here at the uh, 105. No, I think it's a good pick because I, I really think this class that there's a top three at receiver that all have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, so with JSN going at the 105, it makes it tough for me because I can either take, I think, a very safe option that has maybe a much higher floor but a lower ceiling, or I could take the high ceiling pick that has insane potential. I'm going to play a little bit safe. Of the 106, I'm going to take Jordan Addison, the wide receiver for USC. Uh, I think there's a decent shot. He's the first receiver off the board. Um, I think the guy who I imagine is going to know he might snipe next, potentially, um, could be. But Addison has produced a pit. He's now produced a USC. Uh, insane numbers. Such a great route runner. I think worst case, you're getting a Devonta Smith type wide receiver two in fantasy at the NFL level. To me, I'll take that safety at, uh, at the 106. But it's not just produced at Pitt, right? Like, he won the Bolitnikoff at Pitt. 
Yeah. Like he was the best wide receiver in all of college football last year. He made Kenny uh, Pickett a first round pick. Yeah, and there's a there's a relative possibility that you could tell me that he could win the Blitnikoff this year and like it wouldn't surprise me. He's been great. Yeah, phenomenal. To to go to that offense late. I mean, he went late. New offense, got it. Wide receiver one did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's my wide receiver one in the class. But wide receiver two, very, very close. And I agree these three are all in the tier. Jason, Addison, and Quentin Johnston, wide receiver at TCU. That's who I'm going with at 107. Like you said, Shane, kind of he's he's got he's the upside shot here. He's like a six three, two hundred plus pounds. Um, phenomenal um, phenomenal yards after catch ability. He's got he he wins deep, he, he can win jump balls, but he also is like He's he's elusive too for a guy his side. He has a ton of potential, um, and I think he has a chance to be the number one wide receiver off the board too. Like I think at this point we just don't know. It, it's going to come down to teams, uh, but these three here it, it is a tier at the top. Uh, this pick pretty easy for me at one hundred eight um, with Hendon Hicker. Ooh, Hendon Hooker's um, injury. I think there's only three quarterbacks that are relatively worthy of a first-round pick right now. Um, and unfortunately, Will Levis is one of them. Uh, he's a quarterback. It's super flex. Give me Will Levis at the 108. I'm really interested to see what happens with Will Levis in the fantasy community. I think rightfully so. He's he's not a very good quarterback. I think he will be a first-round pick. I think Kane picking up the 108 is smart. I, I'm just interested to see if people just throw him in the garbage and you just get a steal at the end of the first round, maybe even early second round if he goes to a bad spot. Um, I, I definitely considered him here, but I, I think there's only one more player in this class that I feel confident in saying will be a first-round NFL draft pick. So in tight end premium, I'm going to take him here. I'm going to take Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Maybe it seems a little early for tight end, but Mayer is potentially a top 15 selection in the NFL draft. Uh, I think teams are really going to like him. He's not going to work out. Doesn't matter. I think a lot of PPR potential there for Michael Mayer. I think when you get into 109, 110 territory, that's where you take a shot on a tight end that's taken fairly high. Um, another guy that I think the fantasy community is going to be too low on is Michael Mayer, and I think it's worth taking note. Yeah, I get it. I, agree. I mean, I think the draft capital is going to be there. That's going to bring the value for sure. Um, the 110 here, I'm going to go with with someone who I love. I think I probably have drafted him in every, every one of these drafts that we've done. I'm taking Zach Evans running back at Ole Miss. Um, who I just recently moved down. I used to have him above Jameer Gibbs. Um, he's had a bit of a disappointing year, right? He's been injured. Um, he's seeded work to a true freshman, Quinchon Judkins, but or Judkins, but he has been more efficient with his touches than Judkins has. He's he's still been pretty pretty solid. He just had a 200 yard game against Arkansas. Like the talent is there. He was a former five star guy. He's he's uh, he's got workhorse size. He can catch the ball. He's the he's the guy in this class that like if he goes in the early second round.
down to a good situation, like he can rise uh, into uh, like a top six rookie pick here. Um, the the stars have to align a little bit in terms of situation and draft capital, which is why I don't have him up there as of now. But I think he has that ability and he has that talent. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I think both of those would have been my pick had either of those gone to me at the one twelve here. Um, not necessarily absolutely loving uh, my the options here. Um, but still, this is super flex, right? So I'm going to shoot for the absolute ceiling with this pick. And there isn't a single player that has a higher ceiling fantasy-wise than Anthony Richardson. Um, you can say whatever you want about you know, Anthony Richardson as a whole. Um, I think he is a solid enough player in college. Um, what does that mean in the NFL? Who knows? Does that mean he is a first-round pick? Probably not. I don't know. Um, is there a chance that he enters this draft and gets top 50 capital? Sure. And if they do that, do you think some, some team is going to absolutely fall in love with that skill set? And when they're losing and the coach isn't Arthur Smith and maybe they are willing to put in a rookie quarterback. Like sure. And Anthony Richardson, if he has that option, I think people are just going to absolutely fall in love with him. Um, So I'm going to take Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at Florida. Yeah. There is not an outcome that would surprise me. Anthony Richardson. Nope. (laughs) If, if you tell me he declares it goes undrafted, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you, if you told me like he's going to go back to school, but you're, they're not 100% sure if Florida's going to start him. I'd be like, uh, fair. Yep. Like, there's just the range of outcomes is truly from NFL star to us never hearing his name again after this season. Yeah. Uh, so at the 112, I'm going to go back to uh, tried and true former wide receiver one in this class, Kayshawn Boutte wide receiver at LSU. It's been a tough couple years for him at LSU. But there's been some shining moments. I think watching Boutte as LSU developed and got better, as Jaden Daniels developed and got better, um, and seeing him give a lot more effort later in the season, I think he's rehabbed his stock more than some may think. I think we could be talking about a George Pickens situation here. A round two NFL draft pick, super talented, didn't really put it all together, goes to the NFL, and rises to be the wide receiver one of the team that drafts him because he's that talented. That wraps up our first round here. So 101, Bijan Robinson running back at Texas. 102, Coleridge Bernard Stroud, the fourth quarterback at Ohio State. Um, if you've never heard our show before, that's actually C.J. Stroud's real name, just so you know. Uh, 103, Bryce Young, quarterback at Alabama. 104, Jameer Gibbs, running back at Alabama. 105, JSN or Jackson Jackson Smith Najigba. Wide receiver, Ohio State. 106, Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. 107, Quinton Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. 108, Will Levis, quarterback at Kentucky. 109, Michael Mayer, the tight end at Notre Dame. 110, Zach Evans, the running back at Ole Miss. 111, Anthony Richardson, the quarterback at Florida. And 112 is Kayshawn Boutte, or Mr. Booty if you're nasty, the wide receiver at LSU. Nelly, you're up 201. 
Yeah, 201, I'm going with another wide receiver here. I'm with Shane on that Butte pick. I have this guy in the same tier, and that's Josh Downs, wide receiver at UNC. And now all this guy has done in the past two years is just produce, produce, produce. He, he, he does it with screen passes. He catches the ball downfield. He's a little bit undersized, but he has high-level speed. Um, and I, the production doesn't lie. Like, Drake May is successful in large part because Josh Downs helps him be successful this year. Um, and it was the same with Sam Howell last year. Uh, he's a good wide receiver. I think he has a shot to go day one in the draft, um, and, and I like him here. Um, I'm going to make a pick. I don't prefer to have no comments from either of you while I make it. Um, I don't like this player. I'm drafting him at the 202 um, because he's going to increase his stock during the combine. Uh, runs track for Syracuse. Very, very, very fast player. Um, he can catch the ball. He sometimes doesn't look where he's running, but that's a conversation for a whole nother day. Um, I'm going to take Sean Tucker at 202, the running back from Syracuse. Great pick, Shane. <laughs> I knew you had it in you. Look, I, I'll take the credit for it. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kane taking Sean Tucker, that's, that's good. Uh, Not really. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Kane's coming on board. He'll, he'll be there. He'll be there pretty soon. There's a better um, there's a better chance he falls to the end of the second than he does the end of the first. Of, of rookie drafts? Yeah. For me at least. Yeah, look, I, the, the, there's a lot of variability. Like I think this area of the rookie draft, especially at running back, is you know, high ceiling, low floor. Like of two oh three, I'm gonna take Tank Bigsby, the running back from Auburn. I think there's a wide range of outcomes for him because I think when you watch Tank Bigsby, you're like, this is a guy that looks like an NFL running back. He's built like it. He has the contact balance. He has the the vision in the middle of, of the line to do it. But you wonder how, how fast is he? Is he, you know, is the athleticism there? Um, he could be like Isaiah Spiller and, and fall in the draft. And you're like, oh, you know, what happened? Or it could be a Damian Pierce where he goes to a team that needs a running back and big speech carries the load and is really good. So I think it's worth a risk compared to the other players on the board. Two Oh three. I'll take big speed. Yeah, I like big speed still. Um, Two Oh four here. This is a guy who I think has a better chance of going around one than not once, once the testing's out of the way. And that's Jalen Hyatt wide receiver at Tennessee. He's going to run four, three, Potentially, potentially a four-two guy. Like he is, he is lightning quick, right? And the NFL is going to love that. He's, I think, he's going to win the Bolitnikov this year. He is the most. He has uh, 15 touchdowns this year. I think he's second or third in the country in receiving yards. He's absolutely lit it up at Tennessee. Um, so I, th- I think he's someone here who I think he could have like a. He almost reminds me of Jamison Williams in terms of speed, third-year production at an SEC school, um, and that potential draft capital. I I actually compare this to like Jalen Hyatt's Kadarius Tony and Josh Downs as Elijah Moore. Like I think that's what's I think Hyatt's going to get the better draft capital, and Downs is probably the better player. 
Well, I grew with you there. That's why I took him first. <laughs> oh, I'm, this one's tough for me. I'm between a few players. Um, but I, at some point, got to trust my rankings during the season here. So at 205, I'm going to take um, someone that, like, if you told me that this player was the best running back in all of college football this year, I'd be like, that's a fair choice. Um, so that obviously means they're from the Big Ten. Um, I'm going to take Chase Brown, the running back at Illinois. Um, Chase Brown, I think he's going to be just athletic enough for people to fall in love with him that are only looking, you know, at the speed score and those sort of things. Um, Chase Visions or Chase Brown's vision is exceptional. Uh, he's very good at catching the ball. Like I think in a power style offense, he's going to fit really, really well. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 205. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that is probably going to find top 100 capital. Like I don't think there's really a way where he falls out of round three. I, I, testing would have to be Isaiah Spiller level bad uh, for him to fall out of that round three range for me. Um, he's just a really, really good player. He is Illinois, right? He's the reason why Illinois was winning so many games. Um, so I'm going to take him here. Like I, I get to vote for the Doak Walker. I think I'm going to vote for Jace Brown. He's so. been exceptional. He's he he's, is like said, he's the most he's the most important running back to any team in college football. Easily, well, a team that's good, Nelly. Well, I think there's another Big Ten team that there could be made an argument for. But I think the yeah. way you well, phrased it, I think you're right. But well, Illinois it, beat Minnesota. <laughs> Good transition, Ellie, because I'm mad at you guys. Because as, as an Ohio State alum, this is the week where I should not have to take a Wolverine. And there's only one worth drafting. And I have to take him with the 206. I'm going to take Blake Quorum running back out of Michigan. You know. Heisman candidate. Go blue, go blue, go blue. <laughs> Heisman That's candidate me. before the knee injury. Um, just really good vision, explosive pass catcher. He he does it all. I think I love both him and Chase Brown. I, I think there's a decent shot that Blake Corm's the third running back off the board in the NFL draft, and the 206 would be a steal for that player. Isn't it isn't Blake Corm gonna play? This week, looking good. For uh, him to play. Uh, Ryan uh, Hayes, kind of, kind of the offensive tackle for Michigan, kind of let it out of the bag by mistake. That uh, well, he was delivering turkeys for Thanksgiving, and they're like, "You gonna play Blake?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so, right from the source, I could have sworn that's who Kane was back. taking when he was describing best running back in the country this <laughs> season, Big Ten. I, I was dumb. Yeah, uh, one can catch, and that's Chase Brown. That, that is true. Uh, 207, I'll go with another running back here, uh, kind of keeping this train going. Muhammad Ibrahim. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Most important running back to his team. But like you said, it has that to might be accurate. Team, so that, that discounts it when you 
only count good teams. No, I'm going with Zach Charbonnet, running back at UCLA. Um, he is going to be a size speed freak. Like he's going to, he's going to break all those BMI speed, like uh, Hass and weight adjusted speed score metrics. Um, something I really like is he catches the ball very well for a guy his size, at least production wise. He's putting up high volume uh, receiving <clears throat> metrics. So he's the type of guy who can have like, He's going to have those high-value touches we talk about. He's going to get the goal line work for an NFL team. He's going to get receiving work as well. Um, and, and that's where your value comes into play. Don't hate the pick. Um, I'm stuck between two players here, a wide receiver and a running back. Um, I think they're both going to have relatively the same capital. Uh. I'm just going to go ahead and take the wide receiver here because I think there's a tier of wide receivers and he's the last one of this tier for me. Um, so I'm, we're going to go down to uh, Oklahoma here. And so at the 208, I'm going to take Marvin Mims, the wide receiver at Oklahoma. And um, I know Nellie and I have talked about uh, Marvin Mims before. And I think that his his worries about Marvin Mims are true, right? Like, does he truly have the athleticism that is going to separate him in the NFL? I think that's a very fair question. And I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think we're, he's going to have like that breakaway speed. But he's been very successful in college football, getting open um, with the speed that he currently has. I think he's a, he's a really good route runner. I think the way that he sinks his hips when he breaks both in and out, in and outside. Like, I think he's a really, really solid player um, that can play both slot and outside. Like I'd prefer that he play more slot than anything else in the NFL. Um, but I think he's a really, really solid player here. And I don't know, this feels like a top 100 wide receiver to me. Um, just with the production. And I think the athletic profile is going to be good enough um, to, to get that top 100 draft capital. Well, I, I I was considering him, um, but I actually have a couple other receivers in my tier here, so I'll take another. I know one. I'm looking at your rankings. Did you know that you can find them on the Debbie Marketplace Discord in the Secret Shopper section? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you're listening and want to see each of our rankings and our consensus, join the Discord. Twenty five bucks a year, it's cheap, and you have a good time. So. Worth noting, the main part of the Discord, completely free. If you just want our rankings, want a second podcast, it's $25 for the year. Not trying to break any people's wallets. Um, trying to make it as cheap as possible. Uh, so go check that out. Oh, and you get a whole analytics database that old nerd boy does for us. At the 209, I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, wide receiver for Tennessee. I think he's another... Round two, round three, wide receiver, 6'3", 215, profiles as an outside, number one. We know these Tennessee receivers end up going a little bit higher in the NFL draft than uh, we always think. So Hyatt going and now Tillman, I think, end of round two makes sense um, for him. Yeah. Would you you – if you were an NFL team, would you take Tillman or Hyatt? Like who do you think is the better wide receiver? I'm, I, I think they're so different. I think for me, I think Tillman is the better all round receiver. Like I think he's just done for more years. 
Hyatt, he runs much better routes than Hyatt. The Hyatt just runs, and he's four three and and getting past people like that's a skill set. But you know, I've seen that work not work out in the NFL way too much. Yeah, yeah, I get. It. I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL took Cedric Tillman in the first round either, though. Like, I think that's an outcome. Um, you want to talk about another potential outcome to first round relevancy? Running back Devin Achain at, at Texas A and M. I think I would not be shocked if a team took him at the 31st, 32nd pick because he's a track star. I mean, we know that. But he's not just like a straight line guy. Like he's he's a good running back. Like he wouldn't be able to put up 20 plus carries for 100 plus yards week in and week out if he just ran straight and ran fast. He's a good running back. I think the number one concern is the size, right? The weight, he's down at like 185, 190. He's not going to get up above 200. Um, and if he does, it's it's going to be fraudulent. But um, I think at the 210, like this, you can take on that potential red flag, that potential shortcoming, and look at the, the upside here, and I think he's worth it. I totally get that. Um, here at pick 210, what am I, 211? No, we didn't put it in the chat like a goofball. I had it typed out. I didn't hit send. Uh, 211, I'm going to take a wide, another wide receiver here, um, and we're going to go to the Northeast. Um, we're actually going to go to uh, one of Shane's favorite colleges, which is uh, Boston College. He loves Boston College, always has. Sure. Been a Phil Jerkovic guy for years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Zay Flowers here at 211. Now, I, I think I can understand most people with the concern about Zay Flowers, um, but when he's on the football field, for the most part, he's one he's one of, if not the best player on the football field. Um he's just a special a special player, I think. Um I think we're again dealing with someone and that's a top one hundred lock at the wide receiver position uh in this NFL draft. So I'm gonna take Zay Flowers, pick two eleven. Well, I'll keep uh, I'll keep the wide receiver train rolling here, and I'm gonna take Rasheed Rice at the 212 wide receiver SMU. Uh, g- got the Senior Bowl invite. He is going to keep rising. Super productive. Really made that SMU passing game with Tanner Mordecai what it was. I think Rasheed Rice, top 50 pick. He's gonna be that smaller school wide receiver, gang of five that goes above two or three receivers we already drafted in the NFL draft. And so I think when you hit end of the second, it's worth taking a shot on a guy with draft capital, as we always talk about. And the senior bowl is one hell of a drug. So make sure that you uh, look at those senior bowl invites that are going to be coming out. A lot have already come out. Uh, There are some wild receivers and running backs that no one's drafting in rookie drafts, guys that Kane and Nelly and myself don't have ranked in our Debbie rankings that we probably should. Because they're going there. Yeah, 100% right. Um, let's recap the second round. 201, Josh Downs, wide receiver UNC. 202, Sean Tucker. Don't know who picked that. Running back at Syracuse. 203, Tank Bigsby, running back at Auburn. Uh, 204, Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver at Tennessee. 205, uh, the best running back in college football. Chase Brown, the running back at Illinois. 206, Blake Corum, the running back at Michigan. 207, Zach Charbonnet, the running back at UCLA. 
208, Marvin Mims, the wide receiver at Oklahoma. 209, Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver at Tennessee. 210, Devin Achain, running back at Texas A&M. 211, Zay Flowers, wide receiver at BC, Boston College. And 212, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver at SMU. Let's quickly roll through a third round here. Let's go real quick. Nelly? Yeah, 301, Kendrick Miller. Biggest question here is if he declares for the draft. Uh, but he's been he's been so good for undefeated TCU this year. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting him after you. Um, pick three hundred two. I'm going to go wide receiver again. Um, I think a team will fall in love with At Perry and just that size um, and just the production that he already has at, at uh, Wake Forest. I think some team is going to fall in love with him. Big. Uh, A.T. Perry here at the 302. 303, I will take Hendon Hooker, quarterback Tennessee, still hoping for day two draft capital. Speaking of a quarterback who's going to get day two draft capital, give me Bo Nix, quarterback at Oregon. This might feel early. I think he's going to go in the second round. I think a team is going to fall in love with the traits that had him a a high five-star prospect back in the day, and he's bald this year. He's done – Everything and more that Kenny Pickett did to earn himself first round cap- draft capital a year ago. Uh, 305. It is a uh, tight end premium draft, yeah. Uh, so 305 can be one of Shane's favorite players, which is Tucker Craft, the uh, tight end from South Dakota State. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. Um, I'll, I'll take another quarterback shot here. At the 306, I'm going to take Michael Penix, quarterback out of Washington, another guy that could be a day two pick. If not, don't draft him. If he is, worth this pick. Yeah, 307, we'll go back to the tight end. Well, Don Kincaid, tight end at Utah, he's a stud. I, I mean, I think there's a chance he's the second tight end drafted. I think he's a day two guy at worst. Um, I think he's going to test well. His production's been good. I, I love Dalton Kincaid. When we're looking in the third round at uh, potential running backs to draft in uh, rookie drafts, it's important to grab ones that can catch really, really well. Um, it's a bonus if they happen to, uh, you know, do have really good stats and be at a really big school. Um, so I'm just going to take Kenny McIntosh at the 308, the running back from Georgia. Um, he can run well. He can catch passes well. I think a team uh, probably ends up snagging him somewhere around that fourth round right now. Cool. At the 309, I'm going to take a backup running back. That's Roshan Johnson running back out of Texas. Um, I'm hearing he could get day two capital as, I guess, every running back that's possible. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, day two we potential. love that. Yeah. Senior bull, hell of a job. <laughs> Uh, 310, I'll do another running back, similar to Kendra Miller. Biggest question is if he declares. That's Izzy Avanacanda at Pitt, uber productive this year. Uh, good athleticism. He's returned kicks for touchdowns early in his career. That's a good sign that he's explosive. Uh, talking about a return guy, um, if you're looking at a really, really fast wide receiver that uh, your team could potentially draft – um, you should probably look at the uh, Michigan wide receiver, Roman Wilson. Crazy fast guy can return. Um, we've just started to see a little bit more of what Roman Wilson can do this year. Um, I think that's enough for 
for some team to get really, really excited. Hell, some team drafted Terrence West. So I think I think anything's possible. Well, the final pick of the draft, I'm going to go with that same thought. I'm going to go with someone that's really fast. The heptathlon record holder, Andre Yasivas, wide receiver out of Princeton at the 312. This year's Christian Watson. He's going to go much higher than this in rookie drafts. Uh, Shane, you want to recap this uh, third round for us and then teach us a little something? Yeah, 301, Kendra Miller, running back TCU. 302, A.T. Perry, wide receiver, Wake Forest. 303, Head and Hooker, quarterback, Tennessee. 304, Bonix, quarterback, Oregon. 305, Tucker Craft, tight end, South Dakota State. 306, Michael Penix, quarterback, Washington. 307, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah. 308, Kenny McIntosh, running back, Georgia. 309, Roshan Johnson, running back, Texas. 310, Israel Banaconda, running back, Pittsburgh. 311, Roman Wilson, wide receiver, Michigan. And 312, Andre Sivas, wide receiver, Princeton. And yeah, so my um, my history minute this week is about pink lemonade and the history of pink lemonade. Uh, there's actually like two stories. No one knows which is true. The Both of them involve a circus because of course it does. Um, the West Fun in 1912 that uh, Henry E. Allett dropped some red cinnamon candies in his lemonade and that he was selling at the circus and turned it red. So he you know, said, oh, it's pink lemonade and uh, sold it and people loved it. My favorite one is in 1857, Peter Conklin ran out of water to sell his lemonade at the circus. So he grabbed a tub of dirty water that a performer had wrung out their pink tights in. So it was all like pink. And he dumped it in with the sugar and the lemons and marked it a strawberry lemonade. And people didn't know the difference. They, they loved it. And so all circuses had a pink lemonade after 1857 because of dirty tight water. And that's why we have pink lemonade, which is, I think, an underrated beverage. I think we should all at least be in, in agreement that is 37 and a half times better than regular lemonade. I'm, I'm, I am there, 100%. Nelly? No, ah. no ah. Draft turkey. <laughs> um. Uh, you'll see the results soon, especially if you're in our Discord of the other draft that we did on our Thanksgiving food, so make sure you check that out. Uh, but let's dive into our buy, sell, and unknown stock here. Um, a guy I'm buying is actually a guy that Nelly drafted in the second round of this draft. It's Devin chain. I think when you look at a guy that that really has the makeup of, of being different in the NFL, right? First thing that we're looking at, especially at the running back position, is speed. Um, some of the other traits that we're looking for, vision. Uh, he's got pretty solid vision, even though the offensive line for Texas A&M has been literal straight dookie. Um, Devin Achain has been really good and pretty much the only bright spot on that entire Texas A&M team. So I'm buying him. I think he's just a special player. Um, a guy that I'm selling right now, um, this is an NFL guy, but I'm selling Zach Wilson. Um, it's honestly at the point where like, if I could manage to get like a second and a third, anything more than just a single second, I'm selling Zach Wilson right now. Uh, I'm not sure you could ever get more than that. Um, but if I could get anything uh, more than just a single second, I'm going to sell. Um, and someone that I'm just not quite sure about, and this is a player in the 24 class. Um, I like him any week other than this week. That's Braylon Allen, the running back at uh, Wisconsin. Um, I just don't know. Now we have 
some more health concerns. Um, and it seems like any running back can basically go into Wisconsin and be productive. Like, is he that much of a difference maker to his team? Or is it just the system where you just plug in any running back and they're going to do relatively well? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily a difference maker um, for teams right now. And I'm going to have to really dive into some film uh, later on this week. I can go next. Um, I'm going to buy someone that Kane drafted in this draft. I guess I'll be a little bit of a homer here, but I think Jackson Smith, the jig book could be a buy. I think there are people that think he's well behind Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston, or if the buzz, cause he hasn't played, Oh, he's going to go back to school or he's not a first round pick. Like I, I think it's worth going and buying him. If you have one of those other guys, because man, he is just such a good player. And I think people just forget and that's worth trying to capitalize on. Um, and then, and then I'm, I'm going to be a homer again. I'm going to sell J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan. I think there are people that have him from drafting him, coming into college football as a true freshman, um, see Michigan's success. You know, if you're one of those people, I think I'd sell him. I, I just don't see the NFL potential there. And I'd rather take, you know, trade for a, a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix, you know, trade for one of those guys. Um, my unknown stock, someone who's been talking about our discord, Jace McClellan, the running back for Alabama, you know, took over Jameer Gibbs was hurt, ran really well, um, in the game against Austin pay <laughs> for Alabama this week. I mean, Jace McClellan, big recruit. We were drafted him as a recruit. Uh, I just don't think he's like super athletic. I don't know if he outright wins the job next year and is the guy, so I don't know. I think he could be the next Alabama running back and top 50 NFL draft pick, or he could kind of fade away. Um, so I'm scared of those outcomes. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I think that's a good one for sure. Uh, my buy sell unknown is going to be a trio of 2024 wide receivers who I've been looking into a little bit lately. I put together a thread on Twitter. I'm buying Troy Franklin, wide receiver at Oregon. I think he's emerged as the clear wide receiver four in this 2024 class. He was a high four-star recruit. Um, he, he had an underwhelming freshman year, but he didn't do nothing. He, he had some production, and he's exploded this year as Bo Nix's clear number one option. And Oregon's been good, so that brings high-profile attention to him. Um, I think behind the two Ohio State guys and Xavier Worthy, he's the clear wide receiver four here. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's caught up to that at this point. Uh, my sell is a guy who was probably in consideration for that position before the season, and that's Bo Collins, wide receiver at Clemson. Uh, started off the season okay because he was catching touchdowns, but his production has been low, and it's been near zero the past few weeks. He dealt with an injury in the middle of the season, but he's done nothing since he came back, and he wasn't really doing anything before he got hurt either. Um, he's he's outside my top 100 Debbie assets right now. I don't think he's being treated that way on the market. Um, he's just another guy at Clemson right now. He's, he's one of like five or six guys that are like ancillary targets. Uh, I don't, I don't think he's really Debbie relevant at this point. Um, so I'd be selling him my unknown. I actually just mentioned him. It's Xavier worthy, uh, wide receiver at Texas. Now he put up an incredible freshman season. I don't want to understate that he was like top five freshman season in the past, in the past, like 10, 12 years, um, amongst like, Amari Cooper, 
Julio Jones and Stefan Diggs, I think, are the other, and Tyler Board are the other people on that list. Um, so, I mean, that's good company. Uh, this year has been super disappointing, right? It's been him. It's been Quinn Ewers. Who knows what's up there? I think he's a buy because people are kind of forgetting how good that freshman season was. I also think there's whispers of of uh, potential transfer portal entry, potential whispers of heading to USC. Um, I mean, something like that would be a dream come true with Caleb Williams just stepping in, filling that Jordan Addison role. They're pretty similar players. Uh, but there's a lot of unknown going on right now with Xavier Worthy. And that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Make sure you join that Discord completely free. Um, if you want our rankings, just $25 a year, you get another another show and an analytical database. So make sure you check all that out. But that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you. Uh, Shane hit end.